good morning, beautiful people. Welcome back to the second hour of Love, Babs, Love Talk. As I said in the first hour, I am entertaining the lovely, beautiful, talented uh, Miss uh, Cherise, Miss Cherise Coaches, who is a Chicago-born, Los Angeles-based actress, uh, recording artist, songwriter, vocal arranger, producer, and voice coach. Um, she has appeared on Broadway in the musical Waitress. That's the uh, Sarah uh, Bareilles yeah. uh, production. Yes. Huge. I'm such a fan, such a fan. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, um, she's going to be in uh, the Westport Country Playhouse production of uh, First Lady of Song, uh, Cherise Coaches Sings Ella Fitzgerald, which is running right now, October 27th through November 5th. So what's a nice girl like you doing in the Ella Fitzgerald production? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, it just came from a call. <laughs> That's how I got here. Um, it came through a company that I've been working with for years, uh, the Artist Lounge Live. Shout out to yes. Angela. And um, finally, it was it was my chance to to do my own show. So. Oh, I love it. Now, are you, did you, did you know the music of Ella Fitzgerald? Because I would imagine this would be like your grandmother's music. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or your great grandmother's um, music. Right. Well, I did know a lot of it. Um, like I knew a great deal of standards because when I was studying uh, jazz in school, when I would learn standards, she would kind of be like the person I defer to. So any standards that were like the more mainstream standards, I knew. Um, but there were definitely some deep cuts where I'm like, okay, <laughs> I got a lot of that. I've never even heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, do you do you consider yourself a person that an actor that loves musical theater, or or does it matter if it's a musical that you go out for? Um, it doesn't matter to me if it's a musical that I go out for, or whether it's a straight play, but. Because I got into acting so late in my life, and I, but I began my life in the music industry, the crossover to doing musical theater was just, you know, it was natural. Um, so that's how I even got into acting. It was musical theater. But I, um, I, like, to, I like to act and I like to sing. So, you know. <laughs> so this gives you, this gives you uh, uh, both be the best of both worlds, I would imagine. Right, right. And Ella Fitzgerald is iconic, right? Like, if oh. you say Ella Fitzgerald, I mean, Snoop Dogg even knows who Ella Fitzgerald is. Everybody knows who Ella Fitzgerald is. You should know who she is. If you don't, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> so how long is this show? Tell me tell me about the the, the length of the show and, and who picked the music. Did you get to pick the music? Because she's got a, 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 a ridiculously big songbook. Right. Um, well, the, the show is about 90 minutes long. Um, it has an intermission. So there is a, it's two acts. Um, I didn't originally pick the, um, I didn't originally pick the set list. So the show was being done by a friend of mine. Her name is Alexis J. Rostin. And, uh, she was just so booked, like she's booked far into the next year. And when, um, the opportunity for the show to go up came up, she wasn't available. So they asked me to do it. So the show already like kind of existed and had like a set and it kind of had like a bit of a story, but the story had to be, um, rewritten to coincide with my life. So the songs existed, 
but some of the songs we changed so that it could coincide with my life better, like things that were songs that were specific to, you know, me um, coming into the knowledge of, of Ella, things that were just songs I just really loved. And I'm just like, can we just please do this one and maybe take that one out? But for the most part, we just kept the integrity of, of the set list. Mm. So tell me the setting. Sit, sit, sit. Give us a setup or a sense of like, how is this production going? Like, are we are we seeing a, a part of her life? Are you, I mean, tell us what, what the story is. Well, I am not her. Um, I am singing the music of her. So what okay. it is, is, it's very, it's concert style. Um, but oh. you will see like, there are different little uh, tributes of her, like the way the band is set up, like there's a chandelier over the piano. So it's very much like you're at like kind of an intimate club, but you're in a theater. Um, I, my costumes, uh, especially in act one are, you know, centered around like the times of the forties and fifties. Um, and I have a, a few wardrobe changes. Um, and it's just very, very intimate. It, it's intimate, but it's in a theater. So it's me. I'm not, uh, playing her, but I'm telling story, the story about her life and how it um, how it coincides with mine and how she's inspired me and how I've become to become a descendant of hers. Oh, I love it! I love it. So, was mm -hmm. this exciting to work on? And 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 tell me some of the the parallels of your life. Like, tell me some of the things that have inspired you by her. Well, it was very exciting to work on. It was incredibly nerve wracking as well because. <laughs> Um, this is like, there's a lot of monologues and there's a lot of music. So with it being just me up there, you know, there's nobody to feed off of for real. It's, it's just me. So that was, this is the first time I've done anything like that, but I was up for the challenge. So um, yeah, it was fun to work on. Now, as far as parallels with her life and mine, there are many. Um, she was a band leader of an all male band. Um, I am the band leader of an all-male band. Um, she was one of the boys growing up, as was I, a tomboy. Um, I grew up with brothers, so, you know, I had to wear the hand-me-downs, and I had to watch what they wanted to watch. If they want to watch He-Man, we watching He-Man, you know? Like, <laughs> if you want to watch Power Rangers, we watching Power Rangers. Like, that's just what it was. Dragon Ball Z is Dragon Ball Z. Um, I was outnumbered, so... There's that um, and the aspect of her being a foodie as well, which was something that I found out from uh, my director is that she was a foodie. And I am a, if I wasn't an entertainer, I'd be a chef. I'm a huge Really? Foodie. Yes. Okay. All right. So you got to learn more about her. I mean, you had some passing knowledge of her, but did you get mm -hmm. to get in depth with, did you, did you, did they give you a sense of what some of her favorite songs to sing? Um, they didn't give me a sense of her favorites. Um, and, and I don't think, I don't think there's any way for us to know that because of the way she delivers all of her songs. Like she delivers mm -hmm. them all at the same level. It's, how could you ever know? <laughs> That's sort of like Aretha Franklin. Like you can't really tell unless she told you, yeah. oh, I really love this song. You have no way of knowing because yeah. every song was saying the way as if it was her absolute favorite. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a thing with artists in general, though, like we have songs that we get really, really tired of, but there is a responsibility to your audience, to your fan base who loves these songs that it's like, you know, it's it's kind of ungrateful to show up and give a lackluster performance of a song that has that you wrote and that you've been graced to deliver to the world. 
and you don't because you don't want to sing it you give a lackluster performance like there's always mm. somebody who hasn't heard it so you just want to give it 100 percent every time and i think that's what these ladies used to do definitely because i'm sure they they got tired of a i'm sure aretha got tired of respect i have songs out and i've literally not lived even half of their lives and i'd be like i'm so sick of singing this <laughs> <laughs> so so, so tell me about tell me how did you come to 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 music where were you uh did you know at five that you were a singer like when did you know and and how were you how did you get to nurture it through did you go to a performing high school or college like tell me your story a little bit so um I grew up in a musical family. I was born into a musical family. My mom is a former band director. All my siblings can play instruments. We can all sing whether they do or not. Um, <laughs> but we can all sing. Like if, if I ever wanted to have a choir or have a group, I can do it within my siblings. But they just aren't interested in that. The only one who actually still does music is my older brother, Tony Treble. He's a producer and a musician. Oh, and my, my little sister, she's in school for music to be a music teacher. Um, but I was born into that and I knew as a kid that I was a singer, like just immediately. I was singing in church from like the age of three. Um, my very first song I ever sung in church was Tomorrow by the Winans. Um, and then I think what really, that's a lot of songs for a little kid. <laughs> oh, it is. Oh, I was, I, baby, I was the resident Yolanda Adams at my store. <laughs> I was, I was that girl. Um, but yeah, I, I used to take on big songs like that. Like I, I loved ballads. And so naturally when I was introduced to Whitney Houston and saw The Bodyguard, that changed everything for me. That changed it all. Even though I was not allowed to listen to um, secular music when I was younger, that I was like, yeah, I know I want to do this. I know for sure. <laughs> so so did you do talent shows when you were in high school like because it sounds mm -hmm. like you had a very religious background so I did my mom started to loosen up when I got into like my preteen teenage era like she really started loosening up um she would let me have like clean music so like I would listen to uh NSYNC and you know stuff like that like I was allowed to listen to that and you know, um, and then I kind of veered off into like Usher and um, <laughs> just all these different things. Like, of course, Destiny Child, like I listened to all that type of stuff, but sometimes I would be sneaking. <laughs> um, you know, she she just didn't want to hear nothing that wasn't clean. Basically. Oh, I understand. I, I, I Listen, I still don't want to hear nothing that's not too clean. You know what yes. I mean? Like, I'm, <laughs> but, I'm old. <laughs> but my, my younger siblings came along and, you know, she didn't have as much time to worry about what I was doing the older ones you know you got two younger kids so it's like all right I worry about them okay yeah. so so you knew at an early age that this would be your career choice but when did you step into it fully like okay I'm not gonna I'm, I'm gonna be steadfast in this well I have been professionally singing making money as a singer since I was 11 really but Yes. I used to travel with my pastor and make money and just different little things like it, they were very sporadic things. But as far as like operating like a professional since I was 11, my mom didn't treat me like I was a kid. My mom treated me like, OK, this is what you say you want to do. 
you need to show up, you need to look this way, you need to, you know, you need to be on time, blah, 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 blah. Like it was very that. So I've always had that rearing, all the, always had that foundation. Um, but as far as when I got really steadfast about doing music was uh, when I was like about 17, I joined a community choir called Joshua's Troop, led by mm -hmm. Percy Gray. Um, and I became like a lead singer in that choir. And by me being around the city and going around the city, I was um, I was exposed to a lot more people and people started to go, who is this girl and who is that? You know, and I was I'm a very, very high soprano. I'm a soprano one. And in gospel music, that's all the rage. <laughs> so, so I started singing background for different artists and stuff. And then I really discovered that I didn't want to do gospel. So I started doing um, R&B and back then neo soul. Um, so I would sneak into the club. My best friend, Mark, and I, we would we would leave out of Joshua's Troop rehearsal while Joshua's Troop rehearsal was going on on a Monday night. And we would go change our clothes and drive down to the club. We were underage and we would pay to get in and beg them to put us up. Please, please, please let us sing. And that's when it started for me, 17, 18. Now, did your, did your mama know this? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I was lying. Thank God my life got spared because I could have just so many times just been out of here. But God knew. God knew I just wanted to sing. <laughs> so, so, so do you still sing a little gospel music? I mean, I'm sure yeah. churches still ask you. Oh, yeah. Churches still ask me. But um, for the most part, I'm often too, like, kind of busy for it. Mm -hmm. um but here and there yeah i'll, I'll pop up here and there <laughs> so now where do you live sharice where, where do you where do you call home well i live in la right now i just moved to la about three months ago um so i'm i'm there right now, now do you love it <laughs> oh i love it i love it it was it's exactly what i i've needed it's so refreshing to first of all not have to deal with the winter because chicago it's snowing oh, right now I'm in Connecticut. Um, I feel you. I know it's snowing right now in Chicago. Oh, yes, it's snowing right now. Like there's <sighs> inches of snow and you know, th that was enough for me. So, <laughs> so, um, LA is, is great to be around like-minded people to, um, I started to, I had started to feel like I was becoming a big fish in a small pond in Chicago. Mm. So I went to LA so that I could swim with the sharks. Okay, because you know there's there's a couple of places in the country that are known for cultivating talent and upcoming talent. I mean, you know, yeah. you're you're already there, but uh, L.A., Nashville, mm -hmm. I think Austin, uh, New York, of course, and Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think you could have chose any of those places. What was it about L.A. that sort of beyond the weather, which I which is enough for me? <laughs> um, I do have a lot of I. When I do things, I'm mostly in L.A. anyway, okay. um, but I have a lot of community out there. I have a lot of community in L.A., so it was like, this is a natural choice, but I've, I, I've always wanted to live somewhere other than Chicago. I didn't know where that would be in particular, but L.A. was just the best place for me. Mm. So, so you've got a couple of shows under your belt at the Westport Country Playhouse. Because the show opened on the 27th. So mm. you've had a couple of nights. How, how's it been? What's it like? How do you like it? I'm having a blast. I'm just up there having fun. I'm just being myself. I'm telling Ella's story the best way I know how. And um, the audiences seem to really uh, be enjoying it. Um, 
yeah, we've, we've had some great audiences. Uh, last night, Eartha Kitt's daughter was in the audience. So that was like unbeknownst to me. And then I looked at my Instagram later and she was like, you know, I great show. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how random. Didn't know Eartha Kitt's daughter lived in Westport. <laughs> <laughs> well, lots of people live in Westport. Shonda Rhimes and all kinds of people live in Westport, Connecticut. So, yeah. so you'd be surprised how many people probably are sitting in that audience who were like, oh, I love her. So I had no clue. <laughs> okay. So you, so you, so do you like, cause this is a short run. Do you like a short run performance? I mean, this is not weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, I don't. Let me see how to answer this. Um, in this particular case, I am not ready for it to be over Sunday. I'm not. Oh, that's because sweet. Because I love this show. Yes, I enjoy doing it. I, I enjoy all of it. But normally, I am the type of person where I'm like, all right, what's next? <laughs> so um, and that, yeah, I think that I'm, I would love like another two weeks here at least. Mm -hmm. you know and so are you paying attention to the to the to the audience like are there young people in the audience are they people of a certain age in the audience because this music is uh i would imagine a lot of older people would would gravitate toward this music because this is probably the music of their youth you know what i mean mm -hmm. like like i would go to an earth wind and fire concert before i would go to god knows whoever is out there right now because earth wind and fire is of my youth right so yeah, no, there are some young people in the audience, like there are people like along my age, maybe like in their 40s, but um, it is mostly older people. And um, I take that very seriously because when I am of a certain age, I do not want these kids messing up my music. <laughs> I die if I hear somebody misdeliver um, dangerously in love. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> so, so I'm doing my best to to keep the integrity of the music and making sure I'm, you know, singing what they remember for the most part. So, you, so you're a songwriter too. Mm -hmm. Talk about that process because there's a lot of people who there are a lot of people who are not songwriters and can sing a, a great song. Like Whitney Houston was not a songwriter. Mm -hmm. But she could she could sing a damn song like nobody's business. Oh, but yeah. there are folks out there like Beyonce is a songwriter. Mm -hmm. uh, a bunch of them are songwriters. So uh, talk talk to me about that. Pro Sarah Bareilles is a songwriter and a performer. Talk yeah, to me about that process and and what's it like. And do you do you know do Sharice, do you do you write a song and think I know who could sing this song? Even though you're a singer, you're like I don't know if this is a song for me, but. Mm -hmm. I know somebody who could sing this song. Yeah, that happens. It definitely happens. Um, well, I started with poetry as a kid. I didn't really know. I was just having feelings and feeling away. <laughs> so I was just writing how I felt. <laughs> um, and then, you know, it, it developed into, it developed into, um, you know, like putting things to melody and stuff. So now my process is mostly I am like, I'm mostly writing for myself. But sometimes mm -hmm. I'll have like a producer who will call me in and be like, um, this is a placement. They're looking for stuff for such and such as album, you know, write me something, whatever. And so it kind of more so works like I'm kind of work for hire at this point. Um, they'll send me like they'll send me a track and I'll just write to it, send some dummy vocals and I'm like, OK, we're going to do a real demo of this, you know, and we'll submit it. 
Um, so that's mostly how it goes for me at this point. Is it exciting? I mean, are you still excited when you you get a track and they say, work your magic on this? I'm excited to write every time um, because sometimes, especially like in the last couple of years, I've suffered from writer's block uh, really badly. Like I could, I used to be able to crank out a song, two, three songs a day. And it just hasn't been like that um, post pandemic for me. I, you know, kind of discovered how burnt out I was and how, mm -hmm. you know, in survival mode I was. So it hasn't been like that as much, but all of the songs that I've written, I'm very proud of all the songs I've written post pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah. So, so who do you listen to for inspiration, Sharice? Like, 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 who do you have? If I looked at your playlist, who who's in it? <laughs> well, it who's depends on it? on it depends on what I'm listening for. If I'm just listening to music to just listen to music, um, of course, Beyonce, that's my girl. Um, when it comes to like people of to of the day, I'm gonna be this Usher. It's um. There's a new artist who's um, a homie of mine named Kenyon Dixon. I love his music. And I listen to a lot of my friends, too, like Isaac Ray and Adam Ness. Like, I listen to their music a lot because outside of support, they just they just make really good music. So mm. um, those are some people I listen to when it comes to, like, um, Odizo, Aretha. You'll find her in there. Roberta Flack, Donnie, <laughs> Stevie. Like, you know, oh, you I'm, do I'm know your music. Oh yeah, I'm I'm all over the map with with music. Like I just I love everything except death metal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might be with you. I, I might I might be able to get through one song if it's banging just right. But yeah, it's not yeah. given for me. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no. I love it. So have you have you have you seen? Uh, a bunch of Broadway musicals. Have you seen some shows? Have you? Do you have time to go see shows? Um. Yeah, I've seen a few. Um. I've seen. I saw the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. I saw the uh, revival. What did you cast. think of that? Did you? Oh, did it's you, one of the best things. Did I've you ever love seen. it? I loved it. Okay. I loved it. I've seen that. I've seen. Um. What else have I seen? Uh, the revival cast, the revival Broadway cast of. Um, the Color Purple, which is my favorite musical and my favorite book and movie. Um, so, are you going to see see the the new version when it hits? Oh, absolutely! Because that's absolutely. a musical, right? That's a that's mm -hmm. a. They're doing the actual musical adaptation and not the movie version. Okay. Yeah, I saw that, and I had a friend in the cast, so definitely saw that. Um, I've seen Tina. I've seen Lion King. I've seen, obviously, I saw a Waitress actually on tour before I ever went in for it. I saw it because I had people that I knew in the show when it came to Chicago. And I saw it and I went, hmm, I could do why this am, show. Why am I not in this show? <laughs> I was just, I just was looking. I'm like, oh, it's not that much dancing because I'm not like a super duper strong dancer. I'm like uh, a strong mover. So I was like, oh, <laughs> this is, it's not that much. I, I could, I could do this show. Forgot about it, never thought about it again, but except for I listened to the music. So I was obsessed with the, the cast uh, album for like, two months and then I didn't really think about it and then I got submitted for it and I put it on tape and fast forward I was in the show but yeah I've seen a lot of shows though I've seen quite a few and 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 do you have any favorites um the color purple is one of my favorites um Hamilton was one of my favorites um I enjoyed 
I enjoyed Tina because I enjoyed my my friend who was playing her at the time, um, Kayla Davion, and my um, friend Jarden was also in it. So I really enjoyed the show. I love to see my friends shine, but um, I was just very inspired when I saw it. But yeah, I've, I've, I'm all across the board. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so you got a few more days, a few more days uh, singing uh, Ella Fitzgerald music and and uh and talking about it and 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 being on stage in an intimate uh big theater <laughs> which i love uh, mm-hmm. i i am excited to to hear how you feel about the clothing because you said you you start the first set with some some outfits from the 30s and 40s or the 40s mm-hmm. and 50s. yeah um well i am uh i like to call myself a fashion girl like i'm a fashion girly for sure um and so I wanted to make sure that because this show is not me being her, mm-hmm. I wanted to have the essence of her and take everybody on a journey and finally end up at me. So like the first two looks are very like classic, you know, from that time. And then when we start act two, it's still glam, but it's starting to become a little bit more current. And by mm-hmm. the time we get to the last outfit, I'm completely me. Okay. And that's a wonderful transformation. So people can transition from solely thinking about Ella and that music to sort of see you as yourself singing this music. Mm -hmm. Even vocally, I I make more of my own choices as we like I, I make myself earn the fact that I get to wear something that is me. And I also make the audience earn it because I'm very like to the letter pretty much with, um, with the singing in act one, like I need to build that trust with the audience, that report. Oh, you want them to know I can sing these Ella songs. I'm not going to make it sound like a rap song or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's I'm going to sing this song the way Ella it's meant for it to be. Yeah. Um, Cause I think that sometimes, you know, the older generation can be, can have a preconceived notion. It's like, what's this little girl finna do? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to make sure that I build a trust and a, a rapport with them and make them feel safe. Like, oh, she, she knows her stuff. Well, I, I'm, not, I'm like that, Sharice. I understand that. Cause I, you know, I ain't even really like Aretha in, her, in, her, in the later part of her life singing her song. Cause I yes. just, <laughs> I was like, Aretha, I don't even want you messing with just songs. I, I, I'm a purist like that. But mm-hmm. when I hear somebody take a song and 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 really just give it to us i mean you can't be mad about that like you, you can't be mad about it but it's just like if you've been listening to a record the same way for so long it's like you really don't want to hear a person mess it up it's yeah. not so early in the show so some of those songs that are just like like i got rhythm i start the show with i got rhythm and like misty and it don't mean a thing i'm pretty down to the letter with those songs because mm-hmm. You know, I want you to know I can do it, but later I'm going to make choices to not do it. So that <laughs> see how she's influenced my choices, you know? So, so it's 90 minutes of you having a good time. Having a ball. And so I, who's on stage with you? Just you and a piano, you and a band, you and a. No, it's a, um, it's a four piece band. Um, my music director, William Kirk is on piano. Um, the bass player, upright bass player is Rainier Brooks. The drummer is Ryan Bennett. And on flute and saxophone is Jay Flat. Okay. And so have you worked with these folks before or did you meet them just for this production? 
Um, I had worked with two of them before. One of them, the saxophone player, I found out we went to high school in the same district. Because when we, we, I had never met him before. So when he got here and we all arrived at the airport, I was going, you look so familiar to me. Um, so come to find out it was that we went to high school in the same district and he was in band as well. So we crossed paths a lot. And he also lives in L.A. Um, the drummer, I met him during uh, pre-production for the show. So, but he wasn't playing drums. He was doing um, like behind the camera work. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, the only people I had worked with was the piano player. I always worked with William Kirk. Um, he is like the main person who is the go-to in Artist Lounge Live. And then the bass player, I grew up with him. I've known okay. him since I was a kid. So, okay, this music community seems tight. Like yeah. it is. It is. It's. It's. It's big, but it's small, you know. Mm -hmm. So, 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 what do you do after this? So, November fifth, it closes. You take your last bows. You pack your bags. You get on a flint plane. Where are you going? What are you doing? I'm going to LA. Um, I got a few days to chill out, and um, then I start a run, uh, a, a very short run of the Stevie Wonder show that is in um, a part of Artist Lounge Live. Um, they have like a short five or six shows in Laguna Beach. So that's the next thing I'm doing. Okay. And and so you'll you'll be in your neck of the woods so the weather will be nice because it's a Thank little God. cold in Connecticut right now. Yes. <laughs> it I'm just got to... cold though. It just got cold. Just got cold. <laughs> I had to dive I had to dive through my um through my suitcases. I'm like, where are my tights? <laughs> <laughs> well I'm so glad that you got to come to uh Westport. I'm so sorry I'm gonna miss this show because I'm mm -hmm. I'm leaving on retreat today and I won't be back. Um, but, uh, but I, I, I jumped at the chance to talk to you because I mean, you're such a young woman and, uh, and Ella Fitzgerald is so iconic. And I was like, let me talk to her and see what she's talking about, about this Ella Fitzgerald stuff. <laughs> I want to know. I, cause I, I mean, cause you know, I'm a huge fan of these young sisters coming up like Samara Joy and oh. you know, there's a bunch of other folks and I'm a huge fan of her. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen her on Martha's Vineyard. I saw her, uh, and at the, at the, uh, at the cotton club, uh, not the cotton club, where, where, somewhere in New York, I saw her and she was amazing. And, uh, and I thought, and she's young. So, you know, y'all are young women singing these, these songs by these iconic folks mm -hmm. and doing a great job. Yeah. Well, we, we aim to please. <laughs> <laughs> now, would you do another show like this? Would you do an, would you take on another iconic singer's role like this or interpretation? At Oh, absolutely, because I feel like this is the hardest one I could have possibly done. So um, at this point, I was like, I'm I'm ready for anything. If I can do Ella and people, it can be received well and pe people enjoy themselves. I know I can do anybody at this point, like at least, you know, not being them, but singing their music. I can do it. Mm -hmm. Now, now, do you do you put out your own music? Do you have an EP or a CD or a, a record? Like, like, what do you do? Do you put out your own music? I do. I have my own music. It's all on uh, um, on all streaming platforms. You can just type in Sharice Coaches and everything will pop up. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Spotify. I'm going to go listen to you today. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I got, good. Well, I got lots of music out. Okay. So so what would you say your style is? Like, what, what, what would I hear? I like to call myself kind of a, I like to call it pop and beat. So, cause it's not, I, like, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not pure pop, 
and it's not pure R&B. It's like a mix between the two. So I like um, I like music that's like it's soulful because me, I have a soulful voice and, you know, like a powerful voice, but I also have sweetness to my voice. So you kind of get like the, the, the dichotomy, you know, in my music. Um, so, yeah, I like to call it pop and be. I, like, I think you're coining a new thing. That sounds Absolutely. fabulous. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Cherise. I, I so appreciated talking to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was, this was great. And I wish you every success. I am. I go to Spotify. I'm going to listen to you. And then, are you on Instagram? I know you're on the Instagram or somewhere. I, am. I know it. So I'll find, <laughs> is it, is it under your name name or do you call yourself something else? Cherise coaches. Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go find you. Cause I love new artists and I love seeing young people do their thing. So, mm -hmm. so thank you for your time this morning and knock them dead, break a leg, have a good time on stage the next few days. Thank you so much. All right. Say hi to everybody at the Westport Country Playhouse for me. I will let them know I saw you. All right, my girl. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great day. All right. Have a great day. So if y'all need tickets, uh, go to the Westport Country Playhouse website. Tickets are still on sale. I think I don't think they're sold out just yet, but they're pretty damn close. So if you want to catch uh, the music of Ella Fitzgerald sung by this talented young sister, I would suggest you go to their website and get the daggone tickets because you will not be disappointed. And I'm going to go on to Spotify and listen to her right now. So I will see y'all on Monday. I'll be back on Monday. Monday, I got the whole Hamden, whoever's running for office in Hamden, uh, they're going to be on the show on Monday. <laughs> Karima Mickens, who is a, a town clerk, I believe the mayor, a couple of other folks who are running. So we're going to have a whole Hamden powwow on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Anyway, have a good weekend. Be safe. Bye, Harry. I know it's snowing in Waterbury.